heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome into Locked on Mavericks for Thursday, September 22nd. I am uh, one of your hosts. My name is Mike Marshall at Machine Sports on Twitter. If you're interested in that, on the other end is Jake Kemp at Not Jack Kemp on Twitter. If you want to follow him, uh, how you doing, friend? I'm doing very well. Doing very well. I'm shirtless right now. That's exceptional. I'm wearing uh, sandals like high school level sandals like the white nike ones with just like the big strap over the top but you just got done balling yeah exactly i can't wear my shoes outside of course i'm gonna gonna scuff these nikes up what are you talking about come on um yeah so this is uh episode for thursday september 22nd if you like the show please subscribe uh we're a part of the larger locked on podcast network it's your team it's your favorite team and it's every single day on demand uh, little episodes for you so you can enjoy and uh, get up to speed uh, with your team Um, we're still a ways away from the season uh, but media day is next monday september 26th Uh, preseason starts october 1st in new orleans and then regular season october 26th so we'll see if we can fill all these episodes before the regular season starts i don't know if we can do it Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but we'll do the best we can to give you some entertaining stuff as you know this week We're doing the position previews. Uh, We did point guard, shooting guard, small forward. Today is power forwards, and tomorrow will be centers. Uh, A real creative way to just go up the size ranks from point guard to center on the roster, on the depth chart. And uh, some interesting things to get get to today. But uh, if you want to submit a question for our Friday or for our Monday episode this week, uh, it'll be the media day version because we'll be kind of occupied. Uh, hanging out in there uh, waiting for one of the 19 PR people that only work that day for some reason to uh, fly through and bring me, you know, C.J. Williams or something (laughs) after waiting for a good 90 minutes for him. So it'll be a lot of fun. But uh, that said, we won't be available probably in the morning to do an episode. So Monday will be a a pre-recorded episode with um, some questions from you and some other topics that we want to touch on. So if you want to submit some questions, you can do it at LockedOnMavs on Twitter or uh, LockedOnMavs at gmail.com. And Maybe you'd like to those. inquire about what this offseason's largest upgrade will be because last offseason it was changing over from uh, Pizza Patron to Pizza Hut at the AAC because <laughs> it was the same price and the pizzas were bigger and they were a little bit better quality. Still probably a little bit more boxerella than I would like, which is just mm. when the cheese sticks to the pizza box. Sure. But it was still like 8 bucks, and it was a little bit bigger. So, so that was that was huge. So maybe this year, who knows, maybe they'll be switching from – I don't know, Bell to, like, Revolver Taco or Velvet. I don't know. Some, something's going to be happening at the AAC food situation, and I'm going to enjoy it probably more than any of these other things we're talking about. <laughs> Sometimes there's so much honest. 
<laughs> Sometimes there's so much cheese in the cardboard, you just eat the cardboard. That's right. I mean, you, you know, know what? <laughs> you take one for the team. You sort that out later. <laughs> yeah, are we going to get Justin Anderson to design a burger for us, or, or do we not want to win a championship this uh, year? <laughs> did that not already happen? No, it definitely happened. He okay, just, I, yeah. just, I just want him to do one every year until he runs out of ideas and there's, like, Funyuns on top of the burger. Oh, that's that will happen. There will be pimento cheese on a burger designed by uh. A.J. Hammonds <laughs> at some point during the season. And I will get Quincy. a free one that's three hours old, and I will still eat it. <laughs> Quincy AC is just making a barbecue sandwich back there. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, let's get to uh, – speaking of Quincy AC – that's a professional segue, if you mm-hmm. don't uh, know what that is. Mm-hmm. Do you see that there? Take notes. Um, we're going to talk about power forwards. And uh, for most of my life now, when you talk about Dallas Mavericks in the power forward position, you get to talk about my favorite player that has ever played any, um, any sport, any athletic endeavor. I'm talking you, Olympics. Um, I'm talking about Dirk Nowitzki. Number 41. You know what he looks like. You know what he does. You know the title. Blah, blah, blah. But there is some uh, some questions uh, going into this season, and they're not that different from any other offseason with Dirk. Um, I guess the target for minutes is my biggest question um, because he was used in a couple different ways last season. Like early in the season, they really eased him in. Um, the first two games, they took a real light on him, uh, didn't play north of 23 minutes in either of them. November, 30 minutes, and then as it – as the season grew into like March and April, he was playing basically 33 minutes a night and being leaned on pretty heavily uh, in March when the Mavs were playing for their playoff lives after uh, Parsons went down. So I guess I'll ask you, Jacob, uh, what is your target for minutes for Dirk Nowitzki this season? Career low of 26. Wow, that's a big cut. I think it has to happen, and I think they actually might have the personnel to make it happen. And your hope is that if you can get that done, he'll be better when he's out there. But, you know, I almost don't even really care if if he's better when he's out there. I just think it makes it less likely that he misses time. I think they're really lucky that they got away with 75 games of him last year while playing, you know, the second most minutes he's played in the last four seasons. Um, and it's not like unprecedented from 09 to 2010, they cut him from 37 to 34 from 05 to 06. He went down from 38 to 36. So, um, I mean, I guess that you, it, you could consider it unprecedented if you, uh, are talking about six full minutes in one season, but if you go back to 2014, 2015, when he was only at 29.6, I think if you shave two off that and you get to 27, I'd be happy. I'd be happier if you got to 26. And for a couple reasons, because that would probably mean that, as we talked about in the wing preview, that Anderson, Matthews, and Barnes are playing together, which Mm -hmm. I think is a good look for the Mavericks to at least try. Um, And it would also mean probably that you're able to just find out whether or not you got your money's worth for Dwight Powell. So to me – You've got to try to get that down. They won't get to 26, but if it's not under 30, I think they're going to have a problem on their hands. Yeah. I mean, he has, you know, consistently cut weight and been healthy um, ever since, you know, the uh, 2012-2013 season, which I talk about all the time because I really wanted them to tank. Um, But 
I think my target is 28, uh, and that, I think that's pretty realistic. Um, 28 and a half, whatever it may be. But I think a lot of that can come from, like you said, the wing rotation being so flexible to, and multiple guys, honestly, that can slide into that four spot, or at least defending the four. And I guess the most intriguing thing, or the thing that makes me the happiest going into this season, is we're never going to see a stretch of the year, cross your fingers, unless, you know, just some crazy crap happens, where Dirk is consistently playing center. Yeah. Because that, that happened last year for a while there. Yeah, and they gassed, um, they gassed people offensively with it, but they would get uh, just shattered on the glass and then beat up on, on defense because in that scenario you're talking about CP at the four as opposed to Barnes or mm-hmm. you know even Powell, really, who's a better defender than Parsons is. So that's the problem with that. It's just there were people last year that – I don't think that was necessarily thought of as a as a legit idea. It was more just that this is what we're doing right now. And if they have to go to it for a week or two, you know, I I can live with it. It's just the idea that, like, there were some people that actually wanted them to go into this offseason thinking of him as a five. Yeah, that doesn't play. That just no. doesn't work for an elongated uh, stretch of time. And, I mean, I guess if it – if – your roster is just such a bunch of uh, square pegs trying to fit in round holes to the point where you have to play like two, four slash five dudes um, in Dirk and somebody else. Like I might have like been able to swallow that pill, but that was never like a genuine option. There was no player out there quite like that unless you consider maybe, I mean, Al Horford plays more true center um, than, than people realize. So I don't, I don't think that it was ever like a thing that you could look at, but looking at his, uh, his splits from last year, you can stare at March and a 28.5 usage rating, uh, or usage percentage and, uh, 22 points per game and 33 minutes a game. Like that looks fun, but give me November in November. Uh, he played all 15 games in the month, uh, a 21.9 usage with 17 points and seven rebounds. Like I'll take that. Like, his, let's get him down to fewer minutes, not lean on him when he's on the court uh, as if he's the only offensive option that can create his own shot um, and just make him more effective, just more potent minutes. Uh, trust that your other guys and Justin Anderson and uh, even Dwight Powell, who we'll talk about in a minute, can give you solid minutes and make up for what they don't – what, you know – less than Dirk they have offensively, they can give you something on the defensive end, and uh, it can be a wash. Yeah, that's what you're hoping for. And I think that's, again, I think the big question is that it is, it is all related to minutes. I, I hope that they don't have to do the same thing that you talked about uh, a minute ago where you, you start him slow because mm-hmm. I think the last thing you want is the Mavericks to be having to dig out like a 75 win percentage in March or April. <laughs> Yeah, there's really no time to start him at 20 minutes night one and and to be sitting him on back to backs. I think I think D will I'd be okay with them sitting quite a bit more because they can Mm -hmm. work around uh, just not having him out there. Yeah, with Dirk, I would rather them not sit him, but just control his minutes. Like I said, 25 to 30 all throughout the season and just make it kind of a steady flow. But uh just keep it to where he's never getting totally – I mean, he's going to miss some games. There's just no way around that. Um, and we talk, what's funny is whenever we discuss this, we never like consider what would happen 
if he missed 30 games, which is like yeah. not totally out of the question. I mean, it's weird it hasn't happened already. I mean, I guess it has really only happened once. Yeah, that was the that was the preseason um, knee tear thing that he had, and I don't even think that was like old age necessarily. Um, I think he just played way too much that off season. That was the that was the off season of like the uh, the Germany tour yeah. and everything like that. So I think that was just a side effect of not resting. Um, and that, was that after the uh, the champion? No, that was one year after the. No, that was after the championship year. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's there's kind of an excuse there. But, um, yeah, he – I just don't want there to be, like, a month like last January where going into uh, the first two games of January uh, on the 2nd and the 5th, they played him 33 minutes and then 43 in a game. Uh, he had to sit, played three games, sat, played three games, sat, played three games, sat, played one, then sat. <laughs> like, he missed five games in January. And I just don't want that – that kind of uh, valley, um, I guess, in his season because they're going to need him. Like, there's no way around it. You need his 17 or 16 or 17 points uh, with how bad this offense is going to be um, for stretches. Okay, two two more things on Dirk, and then we can get to the guys that are uh, far more questionable. Do you think for you know for the longest time it was Dirk plus Carlisle equals you know 40 wins? Do you think that formula still holds? Yeah, I've I've I think it's you put Dirk out there and what he can do on the court and Rick Carlisle out there and it's forty, and then you start building on top of it with you know icing what else you can do on the roster. But it also matters whether or not you're getting seventy five or forty five games of Dirk. If I get seventy five games of Dirk, then oh I, for sure, then I'm at forty wins um, right away. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I don't know if you remember this. But uh, I was looking up the game logs earlier. He scored forty points last year in a game. Oh yeah, oh yeah. In a game in a game in March. Yeah, a March game against Portland. He dropped a forty. I did not remember that did, at all. And man. it might have been on like twenty three shots or something. Yeah, it wasn't a ton. Yeah, let me find it. Here it is. It is twenty six shots. Yeah, uh, there you go. forty points, eight rebounds, four assists, two steals. <laughs> and it was during a pretty ridiculous stretch too. I mean, yeah, dude, March was, was a, insane. There was a two-week period where he was averaging something like, like, like twenty-five a game or something. Yeah, if you start uh, March sixth and you go through uh, the twenty-third, his lowest point total on that stretch was uh, was twenty. <laughs> he had, he had a thirty, a thirty, a forty, and the rest were in between there somewhere. So, so like I anyway. said, you give me that for two weeks. Two or three times during the season, maybe not that, but something like that. I can get you to forty. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about uh, probably the most polarizing Maverick. Um, not in his style of play necessarily, or anything like that. But you know, there are people out there that think Dwight Powell has no NBA level skill, and uh, his contract would tell you uh, quite the contrary. Um, he hasn't. He hasn't exactly been. Um, I don't even know what my expectation was for him, but I wanted him to find a role. And I still don't know if he has a role. Like, they yanked him around from trying to make him a stretch four for a couple months there and then gave up on that and then decided you're, you know, you're a high-activity five and then yanked him around again. And, I mean, you know how Carlisle treats young dudes that are tweeners. I mean, just look at Al Farouk Amino and him not playing 
uh, basically until January of that season. Uh, Powell was a big player early in the season. Like, he had a really good November, a decent December, and then the playing time just got yanked out from underneath him, man. Um, well, they signed David Lee. Yeah, they signed David Lee. Which I wish they would have done. Even though I love David Lee, I feel like he was getting you maybe – Powell could have given you 75% of what David Lee was giving you. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. At the expense disagree. of his minutes. Is it worth, you know, 20 – you know, 70 – is it worth a, an upgrade of that level to take a young guy's minutes? Yeah, no, it feels like a um, a real short-sighted move. Um, and David Lee probably is better at running a pick-and-roll last year, uh, and their offense was so bad that I don't know if he was actually better or if Rick just trusted him more um, and being the pick-and-roll guy. But, I mean, Lee was fine. I did hate that it, it sapped up Dwight Powell's minutes. Um, I guess what are your expectations for him this year, and what do you think they need to do to – you know, get the best out of Dwight Powell. Well, before they acquired Lee, he was playing 16 minutes a night. After that, he was down to uh, like seven. Mm-hmm. Or it was nine. But that – so I want him to play 15 to 20 minutes a night. Uh, I don't mind using him in as a five in super small stretches depending on what the other team is rolling out there. Mm-hmm. I feel like he can finish less so on the pick and roll but more so on cleanup as well as anyone on their team. Like, dude, he can get up there. Oh, yeah. I think he he looks, you know, kind of dorky. So, uh, you know, I think you might underrate his athleticism. I think the dude has got some spring. Um, he might fall in love with his own jumper a little bit. Like, his outside shot sometimes, I feel All like. Right. Doesn't really look – it doesn't look reliable. Um, I think he could be a I, – like, I remember saying last year at the start of the year whenever he was having a pretty good run and I was suffering from thirst – uh, that I said to follow on the postgame show that I feel like he can be a, a you know a reliable rotation big. He might be. Yeah. The, and I, I think I said that he can be the third best big on a good team. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy. I think they need to uh, just look back in their Rolodex a couple of years ago of how they used Brandon Wright and make him that kind of player. Like remember when Spencer um, Hawes was good? Yeah, I do. That's what Dwight Powell could be. Yeah. No, I don't think that's crazy. Um, it seems crazy well, now because Spencer yeah. Hall is not good. But when Spencer yeah. Hall was good and he was, you know, playing 22 minutes a night or whatever, maybe you don't give Powell quite those minutes, but similar production. Yeah. Blocking out the noise with him and the moments on the court where he just looks kind of like an idiot. He is really gets difficult. lost. He does. He does for sure. But then he'll make a play with his second effort and his second bounce that no one else in the team can. And I think you just got to live with that, man. You just got to put him in situations where you know he can basically out-athlete somebody, um, like they did with Brandon Wright. And the really sneaky thing about Dwight Powell is he's a really good defender. Like, looking at his uh, his defensive dashboard on NBA.com, like, all his numbers are, like, exceptional. Um, defending uh, less than six feet, he's 4% uh, better than league average. Um, he's long. Overall, yeah, exactly. He's long and he can jump. Um, and I think he needs a lot of minutes. And um, I don't know what a lot is in my mind. Maybe you hover between 10 and 15 on a night. But if he doesn't get adequate minutes, uh, I think 
you start hearing his contract quoted quite a bit. Well, he made he was <laughs> 14 and a half minutes last year, and he was making nothing. So if they're going to pay him, what's what is it, six, seven a year? Mm-hmm. He's going to play more than more than 10 to 15 minutes it's, a night. I think it's a little bit more than that on average. I think it might be eight. I th- uh, it's like four for 39 or something. Yeah, let me click on it. Thirty-four for thirty-seven. So eight, eight point three, and escalating. <laughs> I think a big part of you know it's not to say that this is the Cowboys where the owner makes the call, but Dwight Powell is going to play more solely because they paid him. I mean, yeah, the Rick can be like that all he wants, but when you're not no longer on a rookie deal, and mm-hmm. you were part of the Rondo trade, which we all feel stupid about, yeah. I would be really surprised if Dwight Powell's much under 20 minutes a game next year. Uh, that minutes total is misleading, though. Yeah. Because be, there like, were games where he just didn't play. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were like uh, coach's decision DNPs. Um, so it was, actually was, probably, it was actually higher. Yeah. Before no, the trade. High, was probably, or before Lee, of course. Yeah, yeah. And then in January when uh, David Lee got here, like his minutes dipped to eight a game. Um, and he only played in like eight games a month, which is – uh, almost half the games in a in a calendar month for an NBA team, and then in April they just didn't even use him. So um, Quincy AC, we talked about him at length um, a couple weeks ago. I mean, there's not very high expectations. I mean, just a guy that can uh, very average rebounder, average defender. Um, his rebound percentage dipped last year, but he's playing next to uh, Boogie, so that's understandable. Um, all the ratings. The offensive rating and defensive rating look pretty, but uh, I'm just excited about a guy that can step out and knock down a three that can defend fours and fives. Like, that sounds like fun to me. Yeah, he's a big body, and mm-hmm. I don't know what, how much more there is there than a big body that can step out, but, I mean, he's 25, 26, so if, mm-hmm. you're, if you can get anything out of him, like if he can become, is it crazy to think that he could become the, a rotation big on a decent team? And the only, reason, um, the only reason to think he can is because he hasn't. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Those dudes that are on, like, teams that are that bad and, like, <laughs> they begin to get starts on teams that are that bad. Like, he's always been on a bad team. <laughs> so I, I don't know how to judge him yeah. um, at all. But I think I think he's going to be a, you know, I don't think if Quincy Acey misses some games, they're like the whole house of cards comes crumbling like we talked about earlier in the week. But – I think he'll have some important stretches, man. Maybe some Dewan Blair type stretches. Okay, um, that makes sense. You know, you know where he has like a five and five game, and you're like, you know, those are all important. Those are big boards and those are big buckets. So, um, all right, I'm done with power forwards. If you are, yeah, I uh, oh. I'm I'm excited about Dwight Powell, and mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I want to hide in my house after saying that. <laughs> you should. You definitely should hide on the internet after saying that. All right. Well, uh, that's your episode for Thursday. Uh, feel free to subscribe. Give us a review. Say some nice things. Shoot us some questions at Locked On Mavs on Twitter or uh, Locked On Mavs at Gmail dot com. And uh, thank you for listening. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, and it's every day.
Papa Know How. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17